0: Welcome to In Touch with iOS, episode number thirteen, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host Melissa Davis, and joining me as always is David Ginsberg. How are you, Dave?
1: I am doing great, Melissa. Great to be back with you again for another exciting episode. I, there, was, there was wasn't anything going on in the last couple of weeks. Oh, was, nothing. Uh, well, actually, a week we had an episode last week. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Wait, there was <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit.
0: Actually, we've yes, been there was. swimming and marinating in it, haven't we? <laughs>
1: Just a little. Uh, I've been very busy with uh, a okay, lot, lot of discussion. Okay, so.
0: confession time. Yeah, yeah. Are you behind the, the closed door there? Okay. I am. I have not upgraded my iPhone <gasps> yet. I can't believe you. No, but it's it's all good. It's all good. I did it for the good of our, listening, you know, of our listeners because we are going to talk about yeah. – we're going to talk about the event. We're going to give you a brief breakdown yeah. for our listeners that maybe haven't tuned in, maybe those people that might have been living under a rock or yeah. been off the grid on purpose or otherwise. And we want to talk about – after we digest all that, <laughs> so you want to get an iPhone.
1: Yes. <laughs> Should and- you
0: upgrade? And I'm in that prime position to – Upgrade not only my software, which iOS was released today, um, and or was it was it last night? Or was it? it, I mean, I saw the.
1: It was yesterday at uh, last night. It
0: was available
1: 10 a.m. Pacific time on September 19th when we're recording this on the 20th. Uh, Yep, it's been out
0: for not even 24 hours.
1: Yes, it's been out for yes, just about 24 hours.
0: So I haven't done it yet. That's okay. But
1: a lot of people have that on
0: purpose because we're going to talk about. Preparation and, yep. and get them ready because this, this isn't something you just want. Well, you can you can jump right into it, but it's right. not something I would advise. I don't know about you, so we'll, we'll, we'll not, get to that yeah. later in the episode. But yes. why don't we first dive into the Apple event Absolutely. when it was? It was about a week ago, about a week and a day or so. By the time you hear this, you know a couple more days. So, so about a week it's been since Apple made their big announcement,
1: right? And so
0: why don't we do a little brief breakdown of of all the stuff that happened?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, it was uh, Tuesday the 12th, September 12th is when the event happened. And uh, it was probably one of the better events that I have experienced over the few years, many years that they've had these types of events. So I was pretty impressed with it the fact of the matter that of course is they were at the steve jobs theater which was really cool i wish i would have been there because it looks like i
0: got chills neat, i, I got a, i have to admit i got emotional i did
1: cried it? yeah <laughs> and, and, and tim cook did as well i mean he was he was very emotional they had that you know their big screen back there was like a 30-foot screen and it was a big 30-foot picture of steve jobs and uh yeah it was uh, very touching they did a, a very very uh, uh touching uh tribute to him and uh, to the, the opening of the theater Well, they
0: started out playing some music and I was, you know, watching live tweet feeds. You know, we know you were doing a a live reaction event and, uh, you know, people were I saw a lot of people complaining about the type of music that was playing in the beginning. I don't remember what it was. It was, you know, new age, you know, pop kind of stuff. But then they I think they toned it down and they made it more poignant by opening up with the Beatles. All you need is love. And I thought that that was very apropos. Um, There was a lawsuit between. Apple and Apple
1: Apple.
0: (laughs) a long time ago. So, you know, that was kind of that was kind of important, important, you know, that that's to to be able to open up with with a song like love is all you need is, you know, it kind of says we've arrived and and wouldn't Steve be so happy if, if he could only see this. So That's I thought great. that was really great. That was really touching.
1: And and the, and just, they did show a little bit of the campus, uh, the, the, how to get in, get into the theater and the stairwell and all. I can't
0: things. wait to go. I can't wait to yeah, go. Yeah,
1: they're going to have a visitor center specific for this and they'll allow people to come out there. I mean, I figured they had to do something because um, obviously they're not going to let anybody roam the campus. They only have a certain areas for visitors. So, uh, you
0: know, Dave, we're going to have to do another field trip. We've already yeah, done Vegas, so yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, it's gonna have to be. We're gonna have to like just tell the families, you know, hey, we we got to do it. It's it's for our podcast. It's important. (laughs) Are you kidding? My kids would love to do that. I mean, my husband would come along because he's just a good hubby like that. But my kids would love it.
1: Yeah, they want to come with you um yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a great tribute to him and uh, and I, I thought it was a good intro. um And then they rolled into Apple Retail and Angela aarons came on stage, which I was yeah that's the first stoked. time I've seen
0: her in action.
1: She that was her fir- very first keynote uh, the, for Apple. So and she came on in a Burberry jacket, looking really classy and and she talked about the Apple Retail and, and turning a lot of these new stores into town squares and plazas and so it's a place where people can sit and hang out and learn and doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy something and uh and of course all the stores are getting remodeled and uh one that'll kind of stick out in my mind is because of of course of the since i live in chicago uh the sh- the one downtown in chicago and you were there a couple of years ago yeah you know, i was cheering for
0: you i gotta go find that picture actually yeah. that's a really good picture of us do you, do you know one i'm talking about yeah yeah.
1: No, uh, <laughs> Where
0: we're all like you know in front of the with the the apple well
1: actually window I, didn't cut go, out. I didn't go with you guys When when you went to the you were there
0: in spirit. I was in spirit. I think you. I think you went soon after. I mean, you live there, so I mean, it's like Um, your backyard practically. But we were visiting, and so we got to get to be there before the remodel happened. But when that when that came up, I thought of you, and I was like, I was cheering. I was like, Oh, they mentioned Chicago. This is cool.
1: Yeah, because the store, the new store is moving, and it's going to be opening on actually one month from today. It's going to be October twentieth. Nice. And and, um, this store actually has the the roof looks like a MacBook Pro. And I think I think they're going to light it up. Uh, and uh, it also is going to be right on the riverfront, which, which – that's what downtown Chicago they're trying to do right now down there is, uh, is make this uh, – make that a place by the Chicago River right on Michigan and Wackers. It's like the Magnificent Miles where that area is called. Uh,
0: so what's going to happen to the space where I had visited, the uh, old store? What's be, going to happen to that? It'll be
1: for lease. They'll leave, they'll leave it oh. uh, as, a, as an empty space and someone else will have to, to grab, scoop it up. So uh,
0: that – that big window's gone and all that. And, it's gonna be. Wow. Yeah.
1: The store hasn't closed yet. I think it closes um probably I would say within a week before the thing we
0: wants. got that picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's gonna wow. be pretty exciting and uh and uh as she mentioned uh, during the keynote that they're gonna have a lot more today at Apple type sessions where you can just go there and learn things and they're doing photography sessions and, and of course learning about your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac and everything else and photos. Uh so it's it's pretty exciting that they're doing that and I think a lot of other the other stores are are following suit. There's a couple of stores here in Chicago area that uh, still haven't been updated yet. I was at a store um in Northbrook, Illinois which uh, they just had opened like the week before and it's really cool and it's really bright and it's it's inviting and so they're, they're they've they've really done a great job of re- um uh, enhancing all these new these stores and I'm very very excited about uh what Apple's doing with retail, with the retail stores. Um,
0: I feel like we should have like a punch card, you know, like something <laughs> that every time <laughs> we go to, the store, to an Apple the store. town square, we have to start training ourselves to say that, don't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: a, a town square. And so there's a town square and there's a plaza. So what are the differences between the two? The stores, what we, what we know now are stores are going to be town squares.
1: Right. And it depends on, uh, depending on the size of the store, like the one in downtown Chicago is one of the larger size stores like where whereas one of the stores that are in the malls by me they're a lot smaller so
0: Yeah I wonder about Tucson's because ours is very little it's a very it's yeah. I would call it a boutique Right. So I wonder if that's going to be a plaza because they actually ought to show you cuz I don't think you've ever been to the Tucson Apple Store but I'll have to show you some pictures. They actually around Christmas time it's really nice to be there because they have this huge tree. I mean I don't know if it's Apple. it's it's the it's in the Long Cantata Mall out here. Right. And they have this huge Christmas tree that's all lit up and it's really beautiful and it is a nice outdoor area right in front of the Apple now, I don't know if I'm going to call it a plaza or a town <laughs> square because, it, like I said, it's a smaller one. So I would we be leaning towards a plaza, I think, because it's yeah. got this little outdoor area with these benches and kind of like a, you know, turf, like faux grass and, you know, something oh, that the kids can play on and kind of sit there. I mean, you can sit right on the grass on the ground and with your iPad and hang out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fact, it's more like a yeah. plaza. Then, I think it's I think. more of a plaza than, than town square because of the size. Yeah. So, but yeah, retail was exciting, uh, and then the next thing they they brought up was they started with is was the products, and I was actually surprised. I would have thought that the Apple TV would have been the first thing to talk about since you wouldn't talk too much about it, but it was the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came out with a Series Three, which is now going to have LTE cellular as well as it can and GPS, of course. A true Dick Tracy watch. A true Dick Tracy watch, and, and or you could have it as just Wi-Fi only with GPS. Um, but the cool thing is, yes, you're going to be able to get uh, a, a watch with cellular built into it, LTE. And I believe, depending on your carrier, you'll you'll be able to uh, hook it up with uh, with the carrier, keeping your same phone number. And it's basically like like a number port, like a number sync, they call it. And, and in the case of AT and uh, I have AT and T, so it probably it, it is going to cost. $10, I dollars. So it is gonna cost ten dollars more a month. So right. um, if you want to do that. And you can turn it on and off at any time and there's no sim involved because because it's 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 like a number sync. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, there's uh,
0: no physical sim involved. Right. But they did they did do a nice one of those uh those like CSI yes. graphical breakdowns. I love that part where they show the innards, they show how it's all made in there. There is a tiny, teeny, tiny little yeah. sim card in there. So they i'm so, um, wondering
1: how that works so then and then of course they did a demo of the phone uh during the event and uh, there was a, a gal that was on that her, was awesome on her paddleboard out in the middle of a, of, a, of a lake and the the call was just super clear it was really impressive um you know you think normally some some stuff like that ends up be the demo's could, could potentially fail. Well, this one did not. It was actually uh, very impressive. Yeah. So, um,
0: My heart always skips a beat where they do kind of that. that <laughs> like, it's almost, I, I swear, I'm telling you, it's like a sporting event. I'm sitting there inside like rooting for them, like rooting for the the presenters. You're like, yeah. come on, you can do it. You can do it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, and, then cu- and then, of course, the Apple Watch is going to be uh, a lot more health focused. Uh, heart health was a major area they yes. focused on, specifically AFib. And this is in, this is in um, they 're actually working on that right now, so it 's not uh, something that 's ready for prime time as of yet, but uh, they are looking at um, more and more heart health type of uh, apps and uh, what this watch can do i mean the the heart monitor is is dead on accurate it 's really impressive.
0: It um, is because I actually have a uh, pulsometer and an oxygen meter because I have some breathing problems sometimes, and sure. you know can be environmental and seasonal. So I've had to get one of myself, one of those gizmos. And I do I compare it once in a while just to see if it's in sync, and it's pretty darn close.
1: Yep, exactly. So
0: when do you think we're going to get oxygen sensors added to the watch? You
1: know, hard to say. I mean, I think the other focus they're working on is right is doing glucose monitoring for for diabetics, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure I know that's probably going that to be one of the one of the top ones they'll be looking at too. So they didn't mention that during the uh, the event, but uh, I know that's uh, something an uh, area that they are looking at. So
0: Yeah, that's been in the news and in fact, they didn't really mention it in the event, but they did allude to it in the lo- the nice little vignettes that they had with the um not commercials, but they had, they had what about maybe 10 different Apple users write letters. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and then they, I, I joked about on Twitter. I said, you know, and, you know, these, these little videos were presented by the, the people who make the Adele videos. Yeah. <laughs> they were very, you know, touching and, and very arty. And, you know, there was one example where a man had been in a car accident and he used his Apple watch to, for SOS to call first responders, and but they did have a father and a daughter walking, and they were talking about yes. how his daughter has type two di- diabetes, and right. so they they did allude to that a little bit, and so and there was an older, there was a senior citizen there, and a silver surfer as I like to call them, and I that <laughs> warmed my heart. So I thought that was great. Yeah, this well, you know I was very I, it Having an Apple Watch, I mean, I've always said it's not necessarily a necessity, but I I have learned a lot about myself, my health there's so many things that I do do with it that I am starting to get to that feeling of feeling lost. If I don't have it on, it is, it's the first thing I put on, you know, I get up in the morning, I I have an alarm set on it that goes off. I put it on. I I like sharing the activity with friends and I kind of get this nice little greeting of, yep, Melissa, you're, you're way over there on the West side of the world and everybody (laughs) else has been exercising while you were sleeping. So it's, it's nice. And then, you know, when I'm still up and, all of your step counts have gone to zero, and I say, "Oh, they're sleeping." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that, that was the Apple Watch. Uh, pretty eventful, and uh, and uh, should be, uh, should be uh, a good release. Um, i have got mine on order. I'll be picking it up on Friday, and we'll save all that uh, discussion in a future episode so you can find out.
0: I'm um, looking forward to
1: that. Yeah, about that, and, and my woes from my other watch. But we won't get into that. Um, so. Uh, Then they talked about the Apple TV. So, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, Apple TV, it's not too terribly exciting. And then we, you know, unfortunately, they were right dead on with the rumors. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... There wasn't a lot of surprise because...
0: Yeah, it's called the 4K. And yeah, it's, it's basically, so, it's yeah. for people who have those 4K, those huge, beautiful gorgeous, stunning display, uh, displays. But right. the thing that, that sets it apart is that it's got the HDR. So I, I right. liked that they showed that picture of the hummingbird side by side where, you know, here's what it looks like in 4K, but here's what it looks like with HDR. So that's, that's you know, these are for the visually astute. These are right. for, this is really a kind of a luxury thing, I think.
1: Um, yes, there's really not much else to talk about with the Apple TV, other than it it, it has a faster processor. You'll you'll notice that, and uh, it's also thirty dollars more, thirty to forty dollars more than. And they are going to keep the uh, the previous version Apple TV, the fourth gen. Uh, I believe they'll sell that for one thirty nine, and then I think the uh, uh,
0: the did it did it drive the prices down? Do you remember?
1: It drive drove the price down on the on the on the four, the fourth gen. But the Good. fifth gen okay. is going to be at one seventy nine or one ninety nine, uh, depending mm-hmm. on the space size you get.
0: So, mm-hmm. so so that's a I mean that's a good benefit of yeah. this new this new thing that came out at least it, it drives the prices down of the the prior version a little bit. So yeah. I will really highly recommend that you go out and get a 4th gen. I'm really really happy with ours. Yeah, I'm me really too. glad that, I've that got, we got one.
1: I've got two here so they they were great for me. And we'll talk
0: uh, about this a little bit later but I'll just I'll just put it right here since we're talking about it if you're mm-hmm. considering getting an Apple TV now's the time to get one if you've been waiting. Yeah. For a while, go out and get don't get the 4K. I mean get the 4K if you can get the 4K, but but go ahead and get the fourth gen right. and uh even check the that's how I got mine. Um check the refurb site yeah. and, and look for them there. That's a great place to go get a brand new, well, a refurbed uh fourth gen Apple TV. So yeah, we'll I talk, encourage you to go check that out.
1: We'll talk about the refurb checker in just a bit here. Um uh, because I've got a lot of good experience with that. Um and then, of course, they moved on to the big bigs announcements, and that what everybody was waiting for is the the new iPhones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of threw us all off because we all expected, oh, they've always used the S series every other year, and uh, the,
0: I like the little yeah, S.
1: Yeah. So, it, so we thought for sure the seven S is coming out. Well, no, it's the iPhone eight. Mm-hmm. So they came out with the eight and the eight plus, um, and uh, it uh, it was uh, uh, some some good upgrades. Uh, they, they, uh, kept the, uh, the standard with the, with the retina display and the 12 megapixel camera. And, um, it's a glass back as well as front. So that was a unique, mm-hmm. they went back to glass and, um, uh, they did improve upon it by adding, uh, the A11 bionic chip, which, uh, all the phones have. Um, and, uh, that's going to increase some of the, uh, the, increase some of the performance. Uh, and then of course the, the big thing was they added wireless charging. And it does work with the uh, the key. With the A, Qi. Qi. Mm-hmm. Is G key or Qi? The Qi G- chargers are QI. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah,
0: Qi is actually pronounced Qi, just Qi. like X is pronounced 10. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the yeah, the Qi charging system, which I was shocked because Apple's not known to stay with standards. And, and uh, that is yeah. a that is a wireless standard that's out there for, for all phones. So... Um, and you'll be able to get uh, different bases that are available. I think uh, Mophie is going to be selling one as well as Belkin. Uh, but then you'll be able to, late, and plus there's hotels and places that you travel. You'll have you know just places you can set your phone down to, to charge uh, wirelessly.
0: So this is an interesting trend that I think is is becoming a trend. I don't know what what makes something a trend when it happens how many times, but this is now the second time at least I've noticed it where Apple is is using a standard because the first right. time that I noticed it with our our new MacBooks that have USB-C. That's a standard that's right. been out there for all the other devices. So it was it was a pleasant surprise that they're going with a standard such as Qi. Right. So I'm happy to see that.
1: So that that was what st- stood out uh, with the, with uh, the iPhone eight and the eight plus that they have the charging. Then there was one more thing.
0: Mm, I was happy for that. Yes. And, then, and,
1: that. And, and, and I knew it was fitting because of all the tributes to Steve uh, mm-hmm. that uh, they had to use that. So that, then what came out is the iPhone ten. Oh, of course, the uh, way it looks is the X, but it's actually iPhone ten. Uh-huh. Um, Pretty exciting little device. It's a 5.8 inch screen. Uh, it's it's the the display is edge to edge. There's no more home button. No more Touch ID. Uh, they have a they have a concept called Face ID. And being, again, you
0: know, wasn't really much of a surprise. It got no, leaked out, but it was leaked. nice to see it in action.
1: Now I think it's kind of cool that the icon they use for the Face ID is the old icon from the Macintosh because you yes. have the face. That's that is kind of neat. Um, same same chip that the the eight had and. um the pricing is expensive. It starts mm. at nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, and the eight, which is going to be available actually on Friday, I would venture to say that you're not going to have too much trouble finding and getting an eight or an eight plus.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, biding my time. Uh, I yeah. I'm still trying. I'm still I'm I'm circling the drain here. I'm 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 getting ready to pull the trigger on it. I've been right. really hemming and hawing between the eight and the eight plus. Uh, I just did a podcast, uh, my Mac podcast with Guy, where we talked about this at length, but I'll just mention (laughs) it briefly here. Uh, I'm still on the fence a little bit about, you know, should I get the eight or the eight plus? I'm leaning more towards the eight. I'm just so comfortable because I have the six S and I'm so comfortable with that form factor. But I keep thinking that the eight plus, because I do so much work on my phone and, you know, now, you know, editing show notes and and I I just I teach with it. I consult with it. I troubleshoot with it. And so I just wonder sometimes if, if I should go with that, but, you know, I tried carrying my dad's seven plus around and it just was uncomfortable. So Hopefully. I just, I just need to think about it some more and I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Um, yeah. like I said, I mean, I, I kind of miss, I, I always have been on the S cycle. I've, I've always missed, uh, I, I always wait till the, the next one that comes out, yeah. you know, every other year. Cause that's just the way it was. I mean, that's, we were kind of trained by the cell ca- carriers when we had that 24 month cycle. Um, and so, but they did away with the S's, no capes, no capes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they're doing a little bit of housekeeping there as far as that. So in a way, I guess I'm kind of nice to see that I I'm liking the the consistency. It makes me kind right. of wonder, you know, are they going to release a nine or, you know, what, what's going to happen next time around? But anyway, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, so yeah, it's a matter, it's just a matter of time before I order one. And one of the things that I did want to point out, though, as far as the pricing was concerned, and I think you heard me talk about this a little bit. Yeah. I went and you and I are both on AT&T. Right. And one of the things I wanted to point out is, yes, as as much as there is a bit of a sticker shock for the iPhone X, I don't think a lot of people realize that they dropped the price of the 8 by $50 right. compared to what it was two years ago. So. Right it's kind of a, a nice, pleasant surprise when I went in there to, all right, well, what do I have to fork over now? You know, and how am I going to finance this? And so, uh, my, my bill's not going to go up that much. It's, right. um, but then again, you know, it's fuzzy math. Uh, it's <laughs> not 24 months anymore and it's not 28 months anymore. It's 30 months. So right. they're really doing, you know, they're really doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try to make this affordable or at least appear so. <laughs>
1: And So and something f- to consider. And you finance it through AT and T, right? Through the, their next plan. Correct. One? Okay. Yes. Where I use Apple's um, uh, finance plan, which I think is really good. And I can kind of, I'll kind of give you, I'll kind of give an overview of that in just a minute. I want to just finish off here with the eight and uh, wrap up our, our event here, Then we'll we'll start talking about uh, the different iPhones because I was actually very surprised that they kept a lot of the old models on, on board. Yes, I want to so talk to you about we'll, that too. We'll mm-hmm. Let's 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 dive into that too. So with the with the iPhone ten, um, HDR display, pixel, I mean I can just go crazy with these te- with these specs. I don't have to get really into details. You can go on their website and take a look.
0: Uh we're um, gonna have lots of reference links. Yeah, to have yeah.
1: Well then the show you notes know, it's just an amazing phone. And then of course the biggest thing that it has is is face ID and uh that is pretty slick, and I'm thinking, I know a lot of people are creeping out about, a few people are creeping out about that. They don't like that, but i you know, just like anything else, I mean, it's like a fingerprint. I mean it you know you're, it, it recognizes your face. they showed some demos well what happens if the person wears glasses, their hair is different it it seems it works i mean i I remember them giving a uh, a uh, a stat in in way of of the iphone the the touch i d where you could break into the touch i d. you have one in fifty thousand chance of breaking in. Well, with the face ID it was one in a million, right? So it's actually more secure. It's actually more secure, exactly. So, um, so you, people can get weirded out as much as they want. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be different. So, like I said, I'll talk about what the eight with the ten versus all the rest of the models in just a second here, um, and then uh, and, and then uh, uh, Craig Federico did his demo um, with the face ID, and everybody thought that he failed miserably. Well, he didn't.
0: I did not look at it as a failure. I was actually relieved. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it as a demonstration exactly. of how just it like was supposed
1: any, to work. Any any other demonstration they've done over the years, even when Steve Jobs did his demos, and you know he had some issues. It, you know, I mean, you can go all the way back to Bill Gates back in the the old days of when he did demos and during the Microsoft times, and the things have failed miserably. But you know, it happens. It, it, it just happens. So, but it it really. It was explained later that uh, what happened was that the handlers of the phone, you know, before uh, Craig got on stage were, were were testing it out looking at it. The phone worked as it's supposed to work because someone else's face was was recognized and it was not secure. It forced him to use the uh, the uh, the code. He, had to put, code. he had to put mm-hmm. the passcode in. So uh, it worked as it's supposed to. <laughs>
0: So it was actually a relief when when that did happen because the first thing – the first place my mind goes to is, okay, here's something different. And and as you know, I mean I work with clients and we do have touch ID failures a lot of times and it's because of the biometrics. It's because of skin and pulse and – heart rates and things like that. And so I was thinking, okay, what about how's this going to work for an older person, you know, or or people who just, you know, what about people who shake, you know, Parkinson's? You know, I was thinking about all these other things. And, you know, I thought, oh, gosh, please tell me that they didn't take the passcode away. And so when that happened, I was like, oh, good. So for me, it was like just a complete relief, like, oh, the passcode's still there. So I really think that that needed to be demonstrated. It's almost kind of like I almost kind of wish they would have designed their demonstration around showing that so that was like it was perceived as an accident when in fact it was really just it was just truly demonstrating how it really works right right and, and it does and it does work so i didn't see it as a failure at all it was like well what do we learn well, from I that either. i mean
1: it, it, it wasn't a failure it just people, you know, right away, they got to find some fault. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, Apple and has arrived, you know, I we yeah. used to be, we used to be the underdog and, you know, now they're out on top. And so everybody's got to pick on Apple. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So that's not like me being a fangirl. That's me being very critical of Apple <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, just commenting on the fact that I thought it was a really great demonstration. I think he was very graceful with it. And I think he did the right thing. And Absolutely. it also, not only was it a great demonstration in that you learned, Um, what happens when it goes back to the, the passcode screen, you know, what can cause that? It also showed you the care and attention to detail that Apple goes through to make these presentations very polished. The fact that he could just switch to a backup that hadn't been handled for whatever reason, the fact that he could just slide right over and, you know, plug in the next phone to the display and, and keep moving along with, yeah, with man. the demonstration and he picked right back up and then he, you know, he did it a couple of times just to reinforce that. Yeah, Look, okay. So something happened. It was handled. And, and this is the one that, that is recognizing me the way that it's supposed to. And here we go. So Excellent. I, I was impressed. I thought it was really great. But, uh, so, um, I, I put a link in the show notes yep. and there's a really great, uh, Podcast. It's it's actually not very long. It's it's under I think a half an hour. Actually, it's one of the shorter ones with John Gruber, where he interviewed Craig Federighi, and they talked at length, not just about the demonstration, but. What I really enjoyed about this, and it's just kind of the geek in me, um, they really talked about user experience and all of the considerations that go into it. It's a little bit of inside baseball, you know, a little bit about not how the sausage is made, but all the considerations mm-hmm. that went into how Face ID was designed and how it's implemented. And we'll get into this later, but also some considerations that you should be thinking about as you, as you think about right. new phones and upgrading.
1: Yeah, and his uh, his show's called the talk show uh john Gruber for those who don't know who he is he's uh, he's a uh well respected apple pundit, and uh he has a website called the daring fireball uh so yeah, take a listen to that episode. i it was great and he's interviewed both uh, Craig and uh, Phil schiller in the past um the, mm-hmm. the the event from earlier this year during the w w d c he had them he, it was a live audience, and they have a blast and so it's really fun to listen to so I
0: hope that becomes a regular thing because yeah, uh, that's a really great, you know, it's great to see these as these people as people and not just these, you know, Apple executives.
1: Yeah, no, John John is a very does a great job and he obviously has a good relationship with them, so I think that's going to help things out with that. So, but yeah, take a listen to that. But uh, we wanted to change gears here a little bit and talk a little bit about. Uh, um, picking out the best iphone for you and um i had written written up a a short article uh, and i posted it on our our facebook page as well as uh, twitter and all over here and a lot of people i got i got inspired to to write this up because i've had people at work were asking me questions about what phone should i buy and and i I said Mm -hmm. let me write this up because apple surprisingly enough when you know they quietly don't they quietly don't announce uh the models that they keep on, and usually they only keep like the previous version on. And, and this time they've kept back. Th- they're they're going back. Uh, we have uh, four different versions we have to choose from now. There's a lot more choice. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to go with it. And when I what, what I what I tell people when they ask me, um, you start down at the very bottom here. So you have the iPhone SE, which I'm I'm thrilled the fact that Apple actually um, kept that phone because there are a lot of people out there that love um, uh, love the small four inch screen. They just don't want a really big phone. You know, my good friend. He had the iPhone five, had to upgrade. You know, he he decided. To, I said, you know what? Why don't you just go with this SE? You'll really like it, and he loves it. And in fact, the the transition for him and I've mentioned this on other other shows, other episodes that uh, his transition for that phone was was flawless. So I mean, he he was very happy with it. And they in, in the lower end models, the space, the size of, of the phone is anywhere, anywhere between thirty two gigs and one hundred twenty eight gigs. You have basically two choices across the line here, um, and. You know, for somebody who wants an entry level phone, starts at three hundred forty nine dollars. The SE is a perfectly fine phone.
0: It's really great for you know families starting out. I mean, we're yeah. we're at that that we're getting to that juncture where we have a, a kiddo who's you know in middle school. He's going to end up in high school in, in the blink of an eye, right. it seems. And so it's it's going to be really good for families. I mean, you know, families are you know we're pounded on when it comes to the finances. Right. So awesome. it's a really good price point too. And yeah. so again, Perfect like we talked kids. about with AT and T's financing, it. It makes it affordable, and so it's a really good entry level phone, and it's it's great for for people who like that smaller form factor. So not only is it price wise small, it's it's form factor small too. So, I think yeah. uh, it's really great that they kept that around. And then after the SE, you move up to the 6s, which is what right. I have now, and I, it's a wonderful phone. I, yeah, I love it. I, I mean,
1: it. I had the 6s went, S plus, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I went through. Uh, I was telling guy on the other podcast, you know, this is going to be a really great hand me down phone for my husband because that's how, how we do it in, sure. in my family. We I always get the the latest thing. Like I said, every every two years, every other year or so, and uh, we pass it on down the line. And so, luckily uh, with the success, I mean, Apple just really takes care of their their customers. There was an issue with the battery in some of the the right. models, and mine was one of them. And so my husband's getting you know basically a. a you know, not a, a new phone, but a not and not a very slightly used phone, but it's got a good battery in it because the battery was replaced. So it's going to mm-hmm. have less charge cycles on it, and it'll last a lot longer for him. Yeah. So it's it's a great phone. I mean, I really highly recommend it. If you if you want to go up the next size, but again, price is an issue. I highly recommend getting the success. It's going to last yeah. for quite a while.
1: No. Now I wondered why as I looked through the the entire line of iPhones I mean like I said this is just wow what a choice and and I'm I'm thinking why would they keep the 6s? I mean it just didn't make sense to me because the 7 is a great phone. I mean uh the 7 mm-hmm. and the 7 plus they keep the 6s and the 6s plus. You know what it was? It's because it has still has a headphone jack. Is when mm-hmm. I'm con- I'm mm-hmm. convinced that's the reason why that Apple decided to keep it because yep. there's still people out there who want their headphone jacks and be able to use mm-hmm. their earbuds with the with not and that wireless. So and
0: it's no secret that that we, you know, pretty much beta test things for Apple. I mean, they're right. always listening to their customers. So, you know, maybe maybe depending on how sales go after this if if that if the sales remain really popular and really high with that model, maybe it's a sign that they need to bring the headphone jack back. Who knows? I, I don't know. I'm just. I, I think it's a consideration. It's something that they're that they're probably watching for.
1: Yeah. So then you move up the line. They kept the seven and the seven plus. That's at 32 gigs and then 128 gigs as well. So they they kept the space you know to a limit. Um, and then you go up to the iPhone eight, what we just talked about earlier, starts at 699, 64 gigs in the 256. And then, of course, you have the Apple, the iPhone X, um, which is like 64 and 256, which that starts at thousand bucks. So, um, I was going to touch upon a little bit as far as financing goes. You, 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 you've used AT&T Next Plan. I have in the past. Well, this go around, I use Apple's financing plan, the the, the Apple upgrade uh, program that they have. Um, so, a year ago, I bought the iPhone Seven Plus, and um, and and after a year, if I decide I want to just trade it in and to start over again and get the eight or the 10, I can do that. And it's not going to cost me anything other than it's basically like I rented the phone for a year, uh, paid 12 months worth of payments. Um, I have the option to trade it in and then I'll just start over again. I'll just, you know, take that phone back as credit. And then I just start the financing all over again. So for another 12 months, uh, or what I could do is I could keep the seven for another year and then I just pay it off and the phone is mine. I own it. Um, I find that to be a lot easier to deal with. You know, sometimes. AT&T and a lot of these carriers can get very confusing to the way they explain how their their payment plans work, and I kind of like the fact that it's keeping it separate. From, I know it's kind of weird, but I like keeping it separate from my my carrier phone, my my bill from AT&T. Uh, it just makes it easier, in my opinion. But
0: uh, well, you can you can buy the phone outright. Well, that too, of
1: course, of course, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I have a question for you because I looked at that, too, when I was doing the math, you know, trying to figure out, well, should I get the plus or the eight? And, right. you know, what is it going to cost me extra? Now, when I looked at the fine print and, and correct me if I'm wrong. So if I if no. we were just looking at, say, the eight, um, they spread their payments out over 24 months, Right, 24 months. Mm-hmm. AT&T spreads it out over 30. So at, at the max, I think and, you have
1: choices. With and AT&T. then
0: don't you have to get AppleCare?
1: It's included. It's included in the financing. Yes. So
0: it's included. Okay. So right. the way that I read that was that you had that, that was a condition of financing it through them that you must also on top of that. Yes. You have to get it. It says a per- It says required purchase of Apple care.
1: So they, they included as part of the payment. So yeah, I guess okay, if you look at the, the fine, payments, if you cause, look cause at the, when I did the yes.
0: math, it actually worked out to being a lot extra, it was, you know, uh, it ended up costing for a, Six ninety nine phone and it ended up being like nine fifty seven after all was said and done mm. with the Apple Care. So it just seems like you're paying. Yes, it's probably easier and it's a shorter, quicker. It's kind of like ripping the bandaid off a little bit sooner than you would with AT and T. But but it's it sounds like it's um, you pay a little bit of a premium for doing it that way.
1: Well, I buy the Apple Care no matter what anyway. So okay. to me, for me, it's a no brainer. If you, yeah, you may not like to purchase the Apple Care. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had too many. Too many accidents with my iPhone that I, I won't not get the the the, uh, the Apple Care Plus for it because it's covered. If there's any problems, and if you if if you do have accidental damage, they'll cover it. You have to pay extra for it. Uh, but uh, it, for me it didn't matter because it, it's all included and wrapped in. Because I would have, I would have purchased it anyway. But yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. If you just decide you don't want to get the Apple Care, then that plan may not be for you.
0: It's just a matter of choice. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is one of those choices that you can make. I just wanted people to realize that there is a bit of a difference in price when you you add everything all, all up. And I'm one of those people, too, where I don't like to go without some kind of an insurance plan, um, or a warranty of some sort. Um, a lot of people are under, and this is just, you know, going along with our tips of, of how to, to mm. do, to go about this. A lot of people are under the misconception that your homeowner's insurance covers your, your mm. iPhone. If you drop, if you drop it in the pool and it's damaged, or if you run over and you put it on your car and you drive away or, you know, no, 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 no. It is not covered under your, in fact, a lot of, well, you you know, about insurance. I mean, they will, they do not want to touch, uh, smartphones when it comes to insuring them. So you do have to go with something like Apple Care right. um or SquareTrade or something like that. So I've always gone with SquareTrade in the past and and that's not just to plug them but just to know that there are options and um picking a uh what what do we call this it's a warranty uh program. Mm-hmm. It's it's not insurance necessarily cuz cell phone carriers do then that's the other choice. Is you Ugh. can Purchase what they call insurance, and that's a monthly plan. Yeah. Um, but then the thing that you have to think about there is that's charged to your bill automatically. That ends up on your on your cell phone bill also. Right. That can add up. And then the you know, let's say three years goes by, and the the phone is no longer really worth insuring or being warranted, and you still end up paying that that fee. Yeah. And it's not really worth it. So that's something to think about, too. Um, so there's all these different plans out there. And and my advice is to really take a look at them. We could do a whole other segment just on those plans. Right. Uh, the problem is that, you know, the numbers change and, you know, they change so frequently. So it's worth it to go out there and do your homework before before diving in before even getting this I mean I always recommend i always try to look for cases first make sure I have a case right away to put on it as soon as I take it out of the box uh, make sure that I have some kind of a warranty coverage right. um, you want to look at it, it's it's a very personal decision like you said you know without a without a question without a doubt you're just going to go with apple care right. now I normally do for my laptop that for me without a question I always get apple care for my laptop i do as well when it comes to my phone though I have made the choice to go with Square Trade because of the type of coverage that it that it has. I had gone with AppleCare in the past. And when I did the numbers for my personal needs, for the the way that I use a phone, I mean, in the beginning, I thought, oh my gosh, I have little kids, you know, they're going to drop it in, in the water and it's going to get cracked, it's going to get broken. I used to like, you know, cover everything, the, the glass and all that kind of stuff. And my after living with a phone, you, you get to know yourself and you know, your habits and you know, the way that, I mean, of course, accidents can always happen, but it's the type of accidents, you know, um, if you are the type of person who maybe you're not very accident prone, but you are maybe more theft prone. And that's not, you know, an insult. I mean, that's not to take that personally. Like, my husband's a perfect example. He's had his phone stolen twice. Luckily we got it back, but you know, he works in a school and kids steal stuff. So, you know, he's, he's not necessarily, well, he is accident prone, but (laughs) he's more theft prone than he is accident prone, put it that way. And so some people are like that. You might just, you know, work in a type of job where it's easier to lose the device than it is to break it. So there's differences that need to be taken into consideration. So, sure. well, yeah, That's all I'll say about that. But um, it's just something to consider when you think about uh, how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to afford it, and then how are you going to protect it. And Because it's an investment, and you need to protect your investment. It's definitely something to consider. All
1: right. All right. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, so you just, you just have to make an informed decision. And, that's what we're here for. That's right. And, <laughs>
0: it's a good thing we have this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then that plan works for you fine. That's that's that I'm, I'm I'm receptive to that. So no no problems right. there. Um, and then uh, then then you move all the way up to the iPhone 10. First off, the iPhone 10 isn't going to be available for pre-order until October 27th. And I've already read in rumors that they haven't even started production on this phone yet. So you may be waiting for quite a while to before you get this phone. So you'll have to decide to make a informed decision do you are you okay with what the phone what phone you have right now and you you don't necessarily have to upgrade it right away cuz you might be waiting for a while when it comes to the iPhone 10 as far as availability goes cuz i i'm going to try to pre-order it on the 27th but uh it's a possibility it may not be available for a month to two months out um so
0: and you have the seven plus, so I, I mean you're, yeah, you'll so be not, okay. Yeah,
1: I'm not worried that I can be perfectly fine with the seven plus. And yeah.
0: if you had a five S, I'd be like, eh, I think you would probably go get the eight while you're waiting. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, um, so I wouldn't worry about that. So also, uh, what uh, uh, what we want we are going to put in the show notes is, uh, is the uh, the website Rep, uh, Refurb Tracker. And mm-hmm. it is a very good resource for tracking uh, for anything refurbished from Apple, including iPhones and iPads. And, of course, it has Macs and Apple TVs and everything else. I've And I've had good luck with the refurb site uh, from Apple. I've bought a, a MacBook Pro from them many years ago. And the great thing was I was able to buy Apple Care on it right away. And and, yep. and versus you buy it, you buy know, buyer beware if you're buying it on eBay or if you're buying them used from somebody or, or wherever. Uh, Craigslist. Uh, at least these, it
0: scares me like oh, my yeah. sister's always looking for stuff she's always texting me like is this a good price for you know this device i'm like oh where are you getting it from like how do you know if yeah. they disabled activation lock and, and, and that's what i used to do
1: i used to buy i used to sell my iphones on Craigs, craigslist all the time and uh and you know well
0: i'd yeah. buy one from you dave
1: because <laughs> my <laughs> phones would always be good uh but uh yeah, I've stopped doing it now because of the, the the whole trade-in thing we can do now with these phones. Because Apple's actually paying a good, a pretty good price to trading in. As I m- remember when we got my wife 7 Plus and we traded in her 6. Uh, I think she had the 6 Plus. Um, we still got about $170 or $190 for it, which for that for that phone... They was, hold
0: their value, don't they? They hold their value
1: pretty well. So uh, that's why these days, you because know, you had sites like Gazelle where we're very popular. You notice that you don't see them advertised as much anymore. Because I, yeah, I don't think they're yeah. as popular because, you know, I mean, I never would get a good deal selling an iPhone on Gazelle's website. So I gave up on that. I mean, I, I in, the, in the very beginning, they were giving up, giving up good money, but now forget it. Because now they turn around and sell them, too. They they, they they clean them up and then they certify them, refurbish, and they sell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this refurb tracker site's really good. It lets keep a, a good... Uh, uh, good, uh, good tracking uh, the other place a good place to buy stuff and I agree with you 100% I, we hadn't even talked about this the pre-show is b and Photo b Photo is a great store I want, I actually want to go there I mean because it takes up like I think like <laughs> four or seven eight city blocks It's this enormous... but don't
0: buy anything there because you're going to pay sales tax <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go there I would
1: go there just to, just as a, as a visit oh, no. and then buy it yeah, for shipping Cause, but it, if you want to talk about a toy store or a candy store oh my gosh uh-huh. B&H Photo it sells everything um, so that's yeah, that's a good idea. You could take a look. They sell Apple products. They're an Apple uh, they're an Apple reseller. So. Uh, take a look on that site. You, you may get an education discount, but I don't think they give education discounts uh, for iPhones or iPads. Uh, they, they
0: don't. In fact, um, so I was going to talk about this a little bit because you brought it up with the education discount. Because yeah. um, I know your wife is an educator. Right. My husband is an educator. Right. See how that works? <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the issue is when I tried to do this, my husband's school, even though they're a one-to-one school, they're a Microsoft school. And they do have a very limited Apple program, but it's it's for like a vo- vocational program. So they're not registered through this program. So mm-hmm. when I went to go do it, it was going to make me jump through all kinds of hoops about having to, you know, talk to my husband's supervisor or some sort, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is too too much of a hassle. Like I would have had to create a separate Apple ID just for my husband to use just for educational purposes. It used to be a lot easier. It used to be that you could just you know, scan in your, you know, I, I would scan in his ID and, you know, cause we both use them for education and I could eat, probably even qualify as a homeschooler if I went through all of the, the, the process. But the point that I'm trying to make is that um, when I compared all the pricing and, you know, come on, I'm a mom, I have a family, sure, so sure. Uh, trust me on this. I I've done a lot of the, the price shopping for you already. Uh, B and H actually is very comparable, if not better at times right. than the education discount, simply because when you order it online, I mean, I'm a busy mom. It's sent right to my door. I mean, if FedEx truck comes, woohoo, you yeah, know. Exactly. Uh, and so it's been great getting stuff through them. Again, they're not a sponsor or anything, but yeah. we do endorse them because they have really good prices. I mean, what you see is what you get pretty much. And then they have their sales. Uh, there's an app. And so I was uh, heavily pounding that app when it came to sure. Black Friday. So that's the other thing to consider here. Uh, it is September. And after September comes October, and after October comes Black Friday <laughs> yeah. and Cyber Monday. So it, we're not that far away, folks. So just hang on. You know, there's right. gonna be there's gonna be those sales, and Apple has sales as well. So um, do your homework. Listen to our shows. Listen to the next couple of episodes that we talk about these these details and tips for you. And do your homework and and make your make your choices, make your selections. Right. And pretty soon the sales will be here.
1: Absolutely, and uh, other considerations uh, w- as far as uh, which phone to go with. I'm telling people, do you really want the iPhone 10? You know, and, and, and you know what, the iPhone 10 is a first generation product. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. buying a brand, you know, a, a phone that just came out for the very first time. It's like buying the first iPhone from 10 years ago. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was a new phone. People spent a lot of money for the iPhone first gen, uh, six hundred, seven hundred dollars, and they had to buy it outright. Um, I think that in, in some cases it, you may feel that the iPhone 10 is just, is, is not for you for that, for that reason alone. Cause there, I can tell you there's going to be bugs. I mean, there's going to be mm-hmm. bugs with the yep. phone. It doesn't have um, touch. Temper any. your expectations. Exactly. I mean, people are so used to having the touch ID and the home button. Well, that's gone and you're mm-hmm. not, and you're using face ID instead. Um, the, the screen is all touched. It's a, moving things around. So you're going to be, it's going to be a much different experience. I think people who are going to grab the iPhone 10 are just are, are Apple fans like me and you, and uh, and others that may want it just for, for that reason. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're seriously into the phone and if, if you're already in an iPhone now, you may not necessarily want to do an upgrade. I mean, if you're like like you said, if you're on the 5s or the or the six, you might be looking for upgrade. Maybe you will want the the iPhone 7. The iPhone 7 is a perfectly phone. I mean, I have the 7 Plus. I love it. I mean, it's, it works great. It's got a good fast processor and it's fine. Or just step up a little bit and spend a little extra money and just go with the iPhone eight. I mean, so that that really could give you some some uh, good uh, a good phone and, and you don't have to worry about it being a first gen type product. But if you want if you want the phone that's the latest and greatest and have uh, and, and be able to play with it, I mean, yeah, that would be, by all means, uh, go for it. But like I said, I think availability is going to be tough for a while. It's going to be tough. It doesn't sound like Apple's uh, ramping up production like they they did with the eight, and uh, I I would not be all surprised come this coming Friday as, as we record this, that the iPhone 8 is going to have plenty of stock. Uh, yeah, available. I think
0: that they were prepared for that. I mean, you know, Tim Cook is running the helm there, so he's their supply guy. Yeah. Um, there's only one other thing that I that I want you to think about as far as the iPhone 10 is concerned. The only other right. consideration yep. that I've been thinking about, is, uh, along with wireless charging, is if you've got the type of phone now and the, type, the way that you use your phone, okay? For example... I do a lot of stuff on the down low. I'm a mom with kids and I go to a lot of places. I stand in lines. I'm I'm at events. I do things where I feel like, you know, I'm always on call. I, I kind of need to use my phone on the down low. If I if the future were here, it's not, but if the future were here and I had the the financing available and I got the iPhone 10, I think one of the areas where I would have to consider the trade off is I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be able to be as stealthy with <laughs> with an iPhone 10 because, you know, think about it now. Like I'm just going to use this. This is a terrible example because you shouldn't do this. But let's just say you're in a movie theater or you're OK. I'll just uh, let's say I'm at my um, I'm waiting in line and I'm waiting in line to meet the principal or I'm in a you know t- parent teacher conference or something. And I need to text one of my kids or something you know like i'm in a meeting or something you need to be able to do that discreetly with the face id you have now you can disable it you can dis- disable where you have to there's a, a setting right. you have to give it your attention you have to give it your gaze your eyes you can disable that but you still have to raise the phone to your face to look at it that's true you know you give it a glance of some sort in order to unlock it so you can't exactly just like you know pull it out of your pocket and keep it under the desk. <laughs> it's like passing notes. You can't do right. that with that. So so that's a consideration. It's not it's not a disadvantage. It's a consideration. It's something, you know, you have to think about how often does that happen to you? If that's going to be a problem, you might you might want to get something different. Right. Um, another thing that, uh, I'm going to be considering when I do get the eight is it's an all glass phone. So I'm going to want to protect that sucker. Yep. Uh, glass makes me nervous as pretty as it is. And mm-hmm. I, I understand it's more conductive, but the, one of the first things I'm going to be doing is shopping for cases. And you know me, I like having my. My wallet, because the future isn't here yet. Yes, we have Apple Wallet, right. but we still have to carry around our driver's license. We still have to carry around our insurance card. So I like having a pocket on the back of my phone. And so, you know, Qi sounds really wonderful, but I wonder how that's going to be affected. You know, how am I going to be able to charge it? By Can you put it down on its face? And then the other consideration, again, not necessarily disadvantage, but a consideration, a trade-off that you have to think about is, um, I always say it, but here in the Southwest, batteries are murdered. (laughs) They are just, it's brutal, the heat here. And so I'm constantly charging my phone and wireless charging, you know, setting it down on a pad is going to be really awesome. But for someone like me, I'm constantly plugged in and tethered anyway. I like to be able to use my phone while it's plugged in and charging. I just use my phone that much. Now, I'm probably going to have a better battery life, which I'm really looking forward to, but it's still mm, out here. I I still – I have to temper my expectations. I really don't think it's going to be all that when it comes to wireless charging. So – Although it's going to have it, I'm probably still going to be tethered and plugged into that phone a lot and I really like the uh, the fact that I still have those choices. I still can I can choose to use touch ID, I can choose to disable it. Same thing with the with the uh, the iPhone 10. Right. You don't have to enable Face ID. You can still use a passcode. You know, there's not there's no rule that says you have to enable it. It's just that it's going to you have to, you know, they always say if you give people a choice between security and convenience, people will always choose the convenience. Right. So, it's it's a very just like trying to pick out a an insurance policy or a warranty coverage, it's a very personal decision that only you can make, but you need to be an educated consumer and know what all the choices are, what all the options are and make that choice based on your your comfort level of security versus convenience versus price versus storage space. Oh. I do want to touch on storage space a little bit real quick, um, just okay. because it's something I'm passionate about. I see it. I, I see storage waste. <laughs> I see it a lot in the clients that I, that I serve. Um, a lot of people think that they have to get, and I know you're the wrong person to talk to about this, Dave, but <laughs> well, a lot of people think that they have to get that really huge hard drive. And then and then they then they end up compromising on something they don't want to compromise on because, oh, well, then it's too expensive. So then they'll end up buying a Samsung or they'll end up buying you know, something else that will give them not, not a good experience or just you know not the experience that we have. OK, so I just want people to think about that, that just so you know, from from my perspective, I'm rocking the 6S. It's got a 64 gig hard drive. I have the two terabyte uh, iCloud storage plan and I have over 50 well close to I'm not there yet I'm getting there I'm going to take a picture of what happens I'm, I'm, I'm about to hit 50,000 pictures and I have several hundred videos and I still have around 10 gigs to spare and I have and I have hundreds of apps on my phone now what I don't have is I don't store now again this is you know based on your needs i' I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a shutter bug and I am a, a music fan, but and I listen to podcasts, but I stream all that because I have a good data plan. So I I don't store a lot of music and podcasts on my phone, but I do store a lot of pictures, but then they're synchronized to the to the cloud for when they need. So I just I just want people to to really think about their usage and think about their needs, because I have seen people get the 128 gig or the 256 gig. And, you know, I work with these people for like years and a year goes by and they've only filled like a quarter of it. So it's just a consideration, another consideration storage space that I really think that people should pay attention to. All
1: right. Um, And we will touch upon space because I don't know if you're you're not aware yet because you haven't upgraded to iOS 11. Um, iOS 11 does a much better job of managing uh, space. Yeah.
0: Another good another g- good yeah. reason to consider that smaller hard drive. Give it a exactly. chance.
1: So uh, we'll we'll definitely touch upon that in the future discussions because uh, we're getting close on time here. Uh, but we wanted to, uh, the remaining minutes we have left. I wanted to touch upon uh, preparing your your uh, your iPhone for upgrading to iOS 11. Now I'll say I've been running iOS 11 for uh, uh, I downloaded it, installed it because it was the gold master. Uh, the public beta was ready to go, and I knew that was going to be the final version. Uh, when the after the event uh, completed. Yep, so
0: you're already there. So, but. I,
1: so I've been on it over a week now. I am noticing... This is I am specifically noticing,
0: why I haven't upgraded yet, because yeah. we need to talk about these things.
1: I am noticing some bugs. So, I mean, be prepared for that. I mean, Apple's actively going to be looking at doing, I'm sure, uh, 11.0.1 or 11.1 1 will come out anytime soon now. Uh, mm-hmm. Because... I know things like it being a little slow. Um, sometimes apps don't react quickly. You know they crash. So you are going to see a few things. It's not. It's not earth shattering. I'm not saying you shouldn't upgrade because it. It. It's working otherwise perfectly fine. Works beautifully on the iPad. I mean, I've had it on the iPad for a lot longer. Absolutely loving it on the iPad. Well, and again, we'll have to talk about that in future. Um, it relates to what of the amazing features that iOS 11 added to the iPad. I mean, it just it blows it away compared to what the iPhone has. Well, so. we
0: have we have a link in, in the show yes, notes. So one of the first things that I recommend doing prior to upgrading and to prepare for this is to get to know these features. Right. You know, we'll talk about them in other episodes. We'll go in, in more depth to it. But, you know, go to the what's new in iOS 11. Uh, watch Dave's video. We'll have a link to that. There's, there's plenty of resources out there that mm-hmm. we'll link you up to to help you get ready so that you can... Not be you know shocked or dismayed at all. Be wowed by hey, I can't wait to use that feature. Or you know like messages through a lot of my clients. Off, they're like I turned it sideways and I don't know right. what to do now. So right, right. yeah, you, know, oh, you should really watch this video first. <laughs> so. Get prepared by watching some videos and reading some uh, posts, people that I've already put out there. We don't have to reinvent the wheel necessary, but take a look at those things and get ready for what's coming and be excited about it. And, you know, don't be shocked that, oh, well, it doesn't work how you expect it to work. So that's the first thing that I recommend doing. And uh, while you're watching those videos, you could be making a backup. (laughs) Um, Actually, number two on the list I do have is update your two-factor authentication if you haven't already. Um, I've been one of those people that's just been kind of, you know, hanging out with uh, two-step because I was waiting to see what the experience would be like. But I know that that's what needs to happen. You need to update to two-factor authentication if you haven't already. And then uh, number three is backup. Backup, backup, backup. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about iTunes? Yeah, I will. Why don't you go ahead with that because we have a tool that we recommend that you use yeah, for backing. Um,
1: if anybody isn't aware, um, iTunes, the latest upgrade, 12.7, they removed a lot of things. Specifically, they changed that the, the podcasts are no longer synced in iTunes. iTunes U now gone from a... Mm-hmm. iTunes. Uh, that's another, that's a whole other story.
0: Yeah, we'll talk uh, about those other details later, but specifically, it isn't backing up like it used to.
1: Yeah, you, you, it isn't backing up like it used to, specifically the apps. So, like, some people like to back up their apps because uh, sometimes that there's an app that you might like and then ends up being removed from the app store. Well, you're out, you're going to be out of luck. You won't be able to, uh, you won't be able to restore it. There and is just
0: a, to clarify, this is backing up to your computer. So, your this computer is using like, you know, kind iTunes. kind of what right, would sorry. be considered old school. You still want to, First and foremost, do an iCloud backup. If yes. you you should be using iCloud, that's I highly recommend it. Do your iCloud backup. Do a manual backup. Make sure that that's working. Right. And then I just always, as a precaution, I still back up to my Mac, as 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 you're you know explaining. So, right. um, you want to tell them about iMazing?
1: Yes. So there is a there's a product. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Uh, it's called iMazing. and we'll keep talking about it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. no, it's great. I mean. In fact, I, I could tell you what, I, I, for, for grins, I took my iPhone SE and I decided to downgrade it from my iOS 11 to iOS 10.3.3. And I chose not to use iTunes. I used iMazing. It worked. I mean, I had the download of the, of, the, of, the, the, of the version that I needed. It allowed me to go into recovery mode and do a restore. No problem. So the reason I'm mentioning that is because also it does a ba- a full backups of, of your device, including it, it will back it up wirelessly, too, using the version called IMA- iMazing Mini. There's a full version, and then there's the mini version. The mini version will just do a wireless backup. Uh, but iMazing, the full version, I mean, you you have a lot of power. You can you can, you can can back up and you can uh, get your uh, voicemail messages. You could get your, your uh, text messages. Copy directly Text back.
0: messages in. are the biggie. Yeah, I always get asked about that. And that's one of the first things yeah. I have sort of like a protocol that I follow for myself when I back up. And um, I know that in iOS 11, I did read one of the features is that it's really good about saving space. Right. So you'll actually, uh, reclaim some space. I imagine when you do the upgrade, but I, you know, I would like more space cause you know, like I just explained, I'm living pretty lean here, you know, I'm on a 64 gig. Sure. So, uh, what I really like to do with iamazing is go through all my, my text messages, my iMessages, my SMS and go through and kind of, I archive them because I don't like to get rid of them. And then I purge, you know, maybe like a year or something. And I, I, you might want to talk about this too. I think there is a feature that's going to help me out with that after I'm done doing the upgrade. I think I can go and like purge like a whole year's worth of just messages. So I'm looking forward to that feature big time. But I know that I can do a lot of that with iMazing. And I also noticed and I'm thinking about doing just like I'm going to do like go in the other direction, just like you downgraded. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this time because normally I I eat my dog food. So um, to be able to advise my clients, I usually always try to live the way that they live. And so I would normally use the over the air method is is what they call it by doing it wirelessly. You know, not not like we used to do. We used to plug it into iTunes and upgrade it that way iMazing now offers the ability to upgrade to iOS eleven through iMazing. so I'm right. seriously considering doing it that way this time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you can do it. I mean, it it, it 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 actually goes off to the Apple servers and downloads it and does it for you through iMazing. So, I mean, yep, it's,
0: so I'm really excited about upgrading. But like I, I said, you know, first things first, <laughs> gotta prepare first.
1: I think this is a must app. I mean, it's not that expensive. I mean, you can buy the full version. I think it's like $29. I mean, yeah, it's 30 bucks or something. Com- compared to what they what Apple's done is they've pretty much have taken away a lot of things in iTunes that you can't do anymore. And, and there there's been a lot of uh unhappy people out there with that. Uh but uh you know, it, it it's it, it's important to back up no matter what. And then like I said, I agree 100%. It's, your first means of backup should be iCloud because it's the easiest way to restore your device. Uh, the second is is a secondary backup is use iTunes or use iAmazing. Um, just back the device up. Once you have that ready to go, then you're going to be ready to go to do your iOS 11 uh, upgrade. Um, and uh, like I said, we'll talk about that in, the next, in our next episodes, um, or what, uh, what the experience it was with iOS 11. I mean, there's so many different features we're going to have to talk about. I mean, we're probably going to do, end up doing like three or four episodes. I know, yeah. We're, to cover we're, good, we're all this set stuff.
0: for a while, Dave. Yeah, so I think we'll have some good <laughs> content. We don't have to content. worry about any uh, trying to make up anything. So we never, not that we ever have.
1: But, no, you know. no. But we're going <laughs> to we have, have some good content uh, the next couple episodes in the to iOS 11. I mean, uh, I, I just started digging into some of the sites that are out there with information just to bring to you. And yeah, there's just, yeah, it's endless. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I'm in so, the process of documenting everything. like I said, you know, I, yeah. I do this for, for clients and so I really have to really understand what the experience is. I don't want to just like plug it in and go. So I wanna, you know, see what's gonna happen. Right. Um and get all my stuff prepared and, and backed up and then I'm gonna get ready to make a final decision <laughs> between the eight and the A+. plus. So you'll yeah. have to you're gonna have to listen to the next episode to find yeah. out what I decided or, to do.
1: And same thing <laughs> with me. I mean I'm I'm I'll be sitting tight. I'm still Wanting to buy the uh, the 10, but we'll see. Yeah, you're gonna let
0: us know if you pre-order.
1: We'll see how that goes. But uh, we have another month, at least a month yet, before I'll be ready for that. So, but anyway, I think uh, lots of
0: stuff to talk about. Lots (laughs) of stuff to talk about. But
1: I think this is going to put a a wrap on this episode. If you want to close us out, uh, Melissa, and uh, uh, tell us everybody about uh, what we happen for the future here.
0: All right, so uh, thanks for listening to In Touch with iOS, and we hope you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast and your favorite podcatcher and show your friends how to look for us in iTunes. And now Stitcher, we are now available on Stitcher. (laughs) Check it out there. Uh, We look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy. Mm
1: am david Ginsburg, and you find me on twitter at dave g65
0: go to our website in touch with ios.com you can email us at feedback at in touch with ios.com and there's a contact page on our website so head over there and give us some feedback you can like our facebook page you can tweet us on twitter and let us know what you're thinking so until next time thanks for listening